you're listening to Birds, Bees, and Teas, a sexuality education and storytelling podcast hosted by yours truly, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton. Hey, teasers, you're in for a treat because things just got very sexy this week on Birds, Bees, and Teas, your favorite sexuality education and storytelling podcast. So I have to give y'all this very sultry, vixeness voice, okay? I am your amazing host, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton, Angelique the Freak, Nasty Nia or Coco Clappers if you're feeling real erotic. And I am because today joining us for this episode is Miss Lala Loves, the creator, host, and writer of Lala's Bedtime Tales. Lala Loves is on a sexual healing journey. She identified a white space where there's not a lot of communities out there embracing women's sexual pleasure, educating women on the power and ownership of their sexuality, or educating women on sexual wellness and health. Therefore, her inspiration for creating Lala's Bedtime Tales, a sexual liberation brand, stems from her love for romance and erotica novels, her feminist perspective, her desire to be confident in her sexuality, and her love for all things feminine and sexy. Through her platform, Lala wants to inspire women of all ages to take control and ownership of their sexy. She does this by providing content such as erotica and romance literature, sexual health and wellness information, love and healthy relationship advice, and sex tips. Lala has an erotic romance podcast of short stories for which she is the writer and narrator and a blog that offers sexual health and wellness and intimacy and relationship advice from licensed medical professionals. Teasers, please welcome Miss Lala Loves. (laughs) Hello. Hey, Lala. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode. We are Super excited to learn from you and to hear the story that you are going to share with us. So we are just going to get right into it. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So can you tell us what is erotic storytelling? Yes. So erotica actually falls underneath three umbrellas. There's erotica, erotic romance, and sexy romance stories. Um, So basically, erotica stories follows the sexual journey of characters and the impact their sexuality plays in the character's growth and experiences within the story plot. A story that I would use as an example for an erotica would be Addicted by Zane, where you follow the main character and you listen, you like read and learn about her sexcapades when she's having an affair, but it doesn't really have a happily ever after ending, which isn't required. And then there's erotic romance, which an example of this to me would be like the Bridgerton series. Mm -hmm. And it basically focuses on the development of a romantic connection and developing relationship within the story plot. And the focus is on how the character's sexual interactions lead to the growth and development of the relationship as well as the characters. And then the last one is a sexy romance, which is just a contemporary romance story with explicit sex scenes. An example of that would be Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. 
Okay, yes. So um, thank you so much for that because I didn't ever, well, that is information that I didn't know one, but um, thinking about like um, how these different stories are told in media um, and how they differ between like um, romance and romance stories and romance novels versus um, the different types of erotica. So thank you so much for that. Um, so when we were first um, getting together for this episode, um, you shared with me that um, erotic storytelling um, has a lot of benefits for health and wellness and specifically for a sexual wellness. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So a big benefit of erotica to your health, it pertains to your mental health. It helps a lot with stress and anxiety. So by reading or listening to arousing content, such as erotica, will help with a, as a stress reduction. And my favorite thing to say is reading brings people uh, solace and it can be a stress reliever. And then sex also is a great stress, release, great stress reliever. So if you combine both together, just think about how relaxed you'll become. So that's always my mantra and what I think about. And then it can also make you have more positive emotions while reading erotica. So if you're having just a completely shitty day, and even I know this from personal experience too, if I go and read erotica, it helps uplift my mood. And then a big thing for sexual wellness is it helps you realize your sexual fantasies. So there's like different types of tropes. Like you can go into like, there's like, for instance, some people have like a daddy kink, whereas you love older men. So there's books out there where you can like read and experience what it would be like to be in a sexual relationship or fulfill a sexual desire through a book or listening to erotic content that involves a main character in a relationship with someone who's maybe 15 or 20 years older than them and mm -hmm. that might be something you want to experience and then there's also it's a mental exercise that can help you reach orgasm faster so erotica can work as foreplay and then it makes you feel sexier and more confident in the bedroom it emboldens you in the bedroom to try new sex opportunities and gives you sexy ideals to try out with your partner or even in solo play. And it helps increase your libido and makes you more aroused and it helps you become more open and less inhibited and less embarrassed about talking about sex. Yes, I love that. Um, and, you know, I imagine um, as a sex educator, I'm not very well versed in um, erotica or erotic storytelling. And so you're teaching me so much right now. Um, but to think that um, there are so many people who love books, um, but have inhibitions about sex and thinking like the idea that they can um, read books and get into storytelling um, and get into erotica to um, explore, you know, to get over some of those sexual inhibitions and to um, expand their sex lives and um, explore their sexuality. That's like beautiful and amazing. So I yes. hope that, um, you know, we're able to do a little bit of that um, for the teasers today. And I know um, that you are doing that amazing work um, on the Lala's Bedtime Tales podcast as well. Yes. So yes, um, thank you so much for that. And you said something about um, like overcoming sexual fears and being more open and um, even being able to like um, communicate better about sex. And so um, one of the questions that I had for you was about the settings in which people should um, 
listen to your stories. Um, and connecting back to what you were just talking about, like, would you recommend that people listen to these stories with their partners um, or people who are move, um, trying to move into sex, sexual exploration? Um, should yes. they start the erotica journey by themselves and then introduce it to them partner to their partners? What, um, what would you say about that? I definitely would say what I would do is I would start it by myself. So you can get a feel for what type of genres you like and what you're really into. And then I would move that into sharing it with your partner so they can get a feel and ideal of what your sexual fantasies are. And also it can help set the mood for different stuff, whether you want to do role playing or it might just be something that you want to do as a foreplay. Cause like there's this, I read an article once that said foreplay should happen all day long. So yeah. if you send your partner like an excerpt from a book that you read, are you find a book that you love and you share it with your partner that can help you get aroused um earlier throughout the day so when you're ready to get into that mood set it already be set with your partner and then there's uh different stories that I've even read out loud to my partner and it's gotten me in the mood and we've ended up doing stuff so definitely I feel like finding what you love in erotica beforehand and then introducing it to your partner is a great way to do it yeah, that's amazing. And I, I love that. Um, I really love the idea of um, using it as for, foreplay and that foreplay should happen all day because that's something that I can definitely relate to. Like what, sitting um, on a couch and watching a movie with my partner um, like really sets the mood for me yes. more than, you know, like some other things that um, people may typically think of when they think of foreplay. So um, yes. love that. Absolutely. And I was also asking about the settings because I call myself like, you know, multitasking and listening to your podcast while I was working at child. <laughs> <laughs> It was a big mistake, okay, um, because I'm like trying to type and I'm typing something important, like something for uh, one of the our um, federal health agencies, right? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm listening and I'm like, hold up. I, you know, I wasn't ready. I thought that, you know, I thought that I could, um, you know, just like kind of put my um, birds, bees, and teas hosts hat on and like listen to the content so that I could be able to draw good questions and stuff like that but I was like hold up I went to pause for a second because I was getting into it and um I don't know that that might float some people's boats but I would not recommend listening yeah. to listening to um your stories while at work it, you know and if that's the time that you listen to podcasts then go ahead and do your thing but just know that I did give y'all a warning that shit gets very fucking sexy, okay? It gets very hot and heated. So yes, with all of that being said, can you tell us a, a little bit about the story that you are going to share with us today? Yes, so today's episode is my latest podcast episode and it's called Sex Goddess Unleashed and it's a short erotic sex story about a Valentine's Day theme and I also wanted to do it around a black female main character in honor of Black History Month and so the main character's name is Naya Turner and she's experiencing heartbreak before Valentine's Day and she decides to go through kind of like a little hoe phase and quest to find a date for Valentine's Day 
Uh, my inspiration for this was Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan's. Like when I first heard this album, it spoke to my soul. Correct. I listened to Girl Like Me on repeat. Correct. And it was just, you know, something that was like, wow, like this would be something great to write during the season of love because it talks about experience of the dating scene and dealing with hookup culture. And I also wanted to explore a lot of women's misconceptions of sex and dating while trying to find that quote unquote perfect mate. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I will not try to give too much away, but I definitely could relate to a lot of the um, themes and topics that you presented um because I def I got broken up with um on Valentine's Day before um not in the way that um Naya Turner did but that was definitely something that was relatable for me and thinking about the ways that um I like navigated that and the ways that I thought about navigating that and um I'll just say that Naya acted on a lot of my thoughts <laughs> I wasn't, yes I wasn't bold enough to, to do it then but um I'm so excited for the teasers to hear this story I'm so excited that you are joining us today for this podcast and we're not gonna um waste any more time we are gonna get straight into it so teasers an original story from Miss Lala Loves, here is Sex Goddess Unleashed. I hum to myself as I walk towards my boyfriend's apartment. I look at the time on my cell phone and realize I'm about an hour earlier than our agreed upon meetup time. Jacoby's apartment is a short walk from Howard University, so I decided to head over after my professor dismissed my last class early. I feel my heart flutter with excitement as I skip up the stairs to his apartment unit. I am looking forward to our Valentine's Day plans and the romantic scavenger hunt around D.C. that I have planned for him. Before I get a chance to knock on his door, a girl quickly flings it open and rushes past me. I furrow my brows in confusion. As I watch her run down the stairs, her clothes are disheveled, and her cheap-ass lace front wig is crooked. All I see is red as I aggressively wrench Jacoby's front door fully open, charging into his place, itching for a confrontation. I breathe laboriously, and my body shakes from fury as I smell the aroma of sex in the air. The further I walk into his apartment, I see the evidence of his betrayal and disrespect of our relationship. I spot a cheap red thong on the floor and pick up the offending scrap of clothing. This bitch ran out so quickly, she didn't even have the decency to collect all of her clothing items. (laughs) Or she strategically left her panties behind wanting me to find it to place a wedge between my trashy ass boyfriend and me. Jacoby fucking white, where the fuck are you? I angrily shout, trying to calm my breathing while trying to contain my anger. I knew Jacoby was a ladies man. I knew he loved women just as much as they loved him. I knew his eyes occasionally wandered to appreciate other women while in my presence. However, 
in our year-long relationship, I did not expect him to be unfaithful to me. Mainly since he pursued me so fucking hard since the moment we stepped foot on Howard's campus. Since our freshman year of college, Jacoby was constantly flirting, stealing kisses, and staking his claim on me, letting his attraction be known to any and everyone. As I think back on all of his attempts to run his game on me, I realized that he actually put more effort into chasing me than the effort to maintain and grow our relationship. Jacoby slowly opens the bathroom door, and I watch the steam float around him, making him look like Dana, the African god of war. I'm momentarily distracted by Jacoby's sex appeal as water droplets slowly cascade down his flawless, ebony brown skin. His over six foot hard muscular frame strolls towards me like he doesn't have a care in the world. His arrogant swagger would turn me on any other day, but today it fuels my fiery mood. Fresh from the shower, Jacoby's nice, thick beard sparkles with water droplets, making me itch to feel it rubbing circles around my areolas. Amid my anger, I curse myself as my nipples stand to attention as my eyes hungrily roam over Jacoby dressed in nothing but a white towel. I shake my head remembering that I'm angry and will not allow Jacoby's sexiness to derail this confrontation. I have to remember I just caught homie fucking cheating on me an hour before our dinner date. Jacoby let out a slow whistle as he rubs the back of his neck then whispers, you're early, Nyla. I wasn't expecting you. His eyes dart nervously around the room, not meeting my angry gaze, knowing he's been caught. I huff out a breath and shove the hoarse, trashy, cheap red thong into his mouth, catching Jacoby off guard. He stumbles back, slightly losing his balance. I see rage ignite in his dark eyes as he spits the thong out of his mouth. What the fuck, Jacoby? Do I mean nothing to you? How many trashy thoughts have you been fucking behind my back? I shout, firing off a series of questions, not allowing him to answer. I place my hands on my hips and glare at his stupidly handsome face, waiting for the lies to slip from his lips. Girl, chill out. Here you go tripping doing your female bullshit of making up lies in your head to prove to yourself all dudes are dog and ain't shit. Me and that hoe were just studying, baby. Jacoby answers, walking towards me, lifting my chin so my eyes meet his gaze. I slap his hand away from my face. His audacity of trying to gaslight me, only pouring gasoline on my blazing anger. I slap him hard across his face. My physical attack on him is fueled by my rage, making his head snap back in shock. So, if you weren't in here fucking, then what were you doing with that bitch? I quiz Jacoby as he rubs his cheek where I slap the shit out of him. His nostrils flare with anger as he walks towards me, trying to intimidate me by crowding my personal space. But. I don't fucking back down, 
I pull myself to my full height of 5 foot 3 inches and shoot daggers towards him with my eyes, showing him he will not cower me down. <sighs> Jacoby huffs out of breath, bumping past me to take a seat on the couch. I turn around to face him and I begin obnoxiously tapping the hill of my boot, waiting for a response. His gaze is full of anger and hate, but he quietly answers. That bitch and I were just studying. Jeez, woman. Laughter tears from my body at the pitiful lie. The nerve of this man. He didn't even respect me enough to come up with a brilliant tale to mask his transgression. I pranced over to the couch and flopped down next to him and questioned, So, you were studying and then what? Your dick accidentally slipped into her? Jacoby doesn't even turn to look at me, refusing to engage in this confrontation. He turns on his television to ESPN and slumps down on the sofa, tuning me out. His act of indifference is worse than if he had slapped me out cold. I feel my confidence start to waver, shrinking and dying inside me. As I sit there on the couch while Jacoby stonewalls me, I recognize that I am Boo Boo the Fool and have been this whole time. While I had my head in the clouds, idealizing this man and worshiping the ground he walks on, he's been treating me like any other bitch off the street or hanging around HU's campus. My chest aches, my heart feels heavy with pain, and I blink hard to prevent myself from falling into a tearful mess around this man I wrongfully gifted my heart. I slowly stand up to maintain the last threads of my dignity turn to face him and bleakly state as I choke back tears. Jacoby, we're over. Clearly, I was putting more into this relationship than expected. He glances up at me with nonchalance dancing in the depth of his dark eye. I waited for a second, holding my breath, hoping he show any emotion towards me. But he doesn't. He just focuses his gaze on the television as if I haven't spoken treating me like a stain on his rug. <sighs> I let out a deep breath to calm down the bubbling fury burning me from the inside out and slowly turn on my heels, walking towards the still open door. As I reach the door, I hear Jacoby exclaim, no one wants a good girl in the bedroom. Fucking you was boring as hell, like watching grass grow. Shit. I like your good girl image from my mama's house, but show a dude your inner freak next time. The door shakes on its hinges as I slam it shut in frustration. My feet are moving towards him before I even realize it. I hunch down between his thighs so our noses are inches from each other. Seething with hate, disgust, and stupidity, I shout, So, you fucking other bitches is my fault? You are not God's gift to women. I faked orgasms to protect your fragile ego, you fuckboy. Your sex game is not that great. Dude, you're playing your fucking self. Jacoby slams his mouth on mine hard. His kiss is violent and rough, and our tongues fight against one another. Seeking control, this kiss is not one of romance and passion, but of hate and spite for one another. I snatched open the white towel, allowing me to feel his hard, erect, 
gigantic manhood resting against my thighs. I pull back from him and begin to strip off my clothes, and then I slam my wet, aroused pussy down on his massive dick. Even with my anger and hatred towards Jacoby, my pussy weeps for him and throbs for sexual release. I hear a throaty, loud, guttural sound escape his throat as the warmth of my pussy stretches around his heart on. Usually, I lay back and let him do all the work, but not to fucking day. Today, I will be in control of our fucking, and my parting gift to him will be his inability to forget just how amazing this good girl can fuck. I begin to rotate my hips side to side, clutching his manhood with my pussy before I lean back and start to bounce on his thick, hard shaft. Jacoby's beautiful face is no longer emotionless as his eyes fill with desire and his mouth hangs open in a silent O shape. Our hips match each other, thrust for thrust, as he pulls me back towards him by my hair and bites one of my nipples between his lips. My nipples are so pert with arousal, I let out a high-pitched moan as I lean forward, rubbing my clit against his pelvis, stimulating it with the friction of our joined bodies. My body is on fire as I bounce up and down, not giving a fuck about his pleasure, only focusing on my release. I rub on my clitoris as our mouths join, and we fuck like animals until I feel the walls of my pussy begin to contract around his dick. I bounce harder and faster until my orgasm rips from my body in a loud shriek. As my body floats down from my orgasmic high, I notice that Jacoby orgasmed with me and is smiling at me brightly, showing off his perfect teeth. I feel disgusted with myself as I lift my sweaty body off his and feel his seed drip down between my thighs. I quickly redress and head towards the door, and then I turn around and say smugly, I know I have good pussy. Too bad you'll never have it again, you fuckboy. I exit, slamming the door behind me, signifying the end of another shitty, shitty relationship. I pour my roommate Tia and my best friend Andre and me more glasses of wine as Jasmine Sullivan's hotels play softly through the apartment. I am so fucking pissed and miserable that Jacoby and I broke up, especially since it's a few weeks before Valentine's Day. I doubt he was putting any effort into our date or a gift for me, but who wants to be lonely on the most romantic day of the year? It was my last semester of college. I would be graduating from Howard and starting my life in the real world without meeting the man of my dreams at my HBCU. Where else was I supposed to find a quality black man to be the other half of my power couple if he wasn't at one of the most prestigious black colleges in America? Then, I doubt he was anywhere else in the country. Tia sings along to Jasmine Sullivan's songs as I lay my head in Andre's lap. My eyes are bloodshot and puffy from crying as many tears as possible from my broken heart in the shower when I got home. I am so tired of all these dudes not being worth shit 
and dogging me out. I am done looking stupid. By their patriarchal standards, I have tried to be the epitome of a great catch or wifey material. In the words of Jacoby, I was the good girl and I have always tried to live by the Proverbs 31 woman standards. However, it has yet to get me anywhere in my love life. Jacoby was trash and a player. I'm gonna just go ahead and get it off my chest, but I told you so. You're just blinded by his good looks, intelligence, and his pedigree of being a child of doctors, Andre boasted, rubbing my crown of curls. I shoot daggers at Andre as I peer up into his gorgeous sea green eyes that are framed by long, curly, come hither eyelashes. Amen to that, <laughs> Tia laughs in agreement as she clinks her glass against Andre's. I roll my eyes at both of them as I feel even more foolish reminiscing on how both of them tried to talk me out of that first date with Jacoby's bitch ass. I drag my palm down my face trying to figure out how I could be so stupid and ignore all the red flags of yet another toxic relationship. At least some of my other exes had good dick, <laughs> but Jacoby wasn't even an enjoyable fuck. So, I got absolutely nothing out of that relationship and left looking like a real dumbass. I sit up, draining my wine glass and deciding not to wallow in self-pity. Hmm, I think I'm going to get on a dating app, like Hinge, and start trying to meet a man before Valentine's Day. I say aloud and watch Andre roll his eyes while Tia's face lights up with delight as she twirls one of her goddess locks around her index finger. I fill my glass to the brim with wine, toying with my phone and deciding to grow some balls as I download the dating app. You guys, help me fill this shit out, I well drunkenly, waving my phone in their direction. Yes, girl, hell, it's our last semester of college. Unleash your inner freak. Why not use this semester to have yourself a little hoe face, girl? Tia gushes, snatching my phone out of my hand so she can start filling out the questionnaire for me. Andre rolls his eyes and I watch him hold his tongue, wanting to say something but instead choosing to stay quiet, downing the last of his wine. Tia, you are choosing her sluttiest pictures for this dating profile. Andre growls protectively, snatching the phone from Tia. I peer over his shoulder and realize that Tia has selected my bikini pictures that showcase my tiny waist, huge breasts, and colossal ass. The profile picture is from a study abroad trip, and I am standing in the crystal clear blue water of one of Mykonos' many beaches. I am in a black and white string bikini. My natural dark brown curls are blowing in the wind and the sun is making my hazelnut brown skin glow. I look happy and unfazed by anything. No, I love that photo. Keep it as my profile picture. <laughs> I laugh, snatching the phone from a furious Andre and handing it back to Tia. Tia begins to type my bio for the dating app furiously. And as I read over her shoulder, I laugh hysterically. Tia has written, Gorgeous brown-skinned girl that's all about the fun and knows how to handle a big D. 
By D, I mean someone with big dreams because I'm a huge dreamer with big goals. I'm dating around, looking for nothing serious because I'm experiencing my sexual awakening. So, don't be afraid to chat with me if you're tall, dark, and handsome, looking for some serious fun. <laughs> Under gets red in his face and picks up the wine bottle and pours himself another glass. I hug Tia's shoulder and begin exploring the app once my profile is set up. However, with that hot, scantily clawed bikini picture of me and the sexually charged bio, it doesn't take long for men to start matching with me and messaging me to set up dates. Let the fun of my whole phase begin and just maybe I'll find a hot date for Valentine's Day. I'm a week into my whole phase and I couldn't be any more bored with the men I'm attracting on this dating app. In theory, many men are handsome and quite a few are hung like a black stallion. But I'm someone who needs an emotional connection to really experience the big O with a man. I had a series of unbelievably bad dates with chauvinistic and misogynistic men mansplaining to me their checklist of their unrealistic expectations of a woman. But when the check comes to the end of our dinner dates, they conveniently have forgotten their wallets or expect us to split the bill. Ironically, they still text me with their addresses, asking me to come over to spend the night in a list of demands of what I should wear to do so. I don't know if it's just DC or what, but there are many men walking around that belong in the nearest dumpster. Not to mention all the two-minute brothers out here that talk a great head or sex game, but they leave me high and dry when it comes to performing. Selfishly, these men only consider their sexual pleasure, yet have the audacity to believe that they are just killing the sex game. So many men confuse their enthusiasm in the bedroom with having bomb dick, but their sexual performances are really just depressing. I can count on my fingers and toes the number of times I hopped out of the bed of a handsome man with a mediocre dick to go home and fuck my battery-operated boy toy. As far as my dating app hookups, it's become a situation of me asking myself, do I want to get out of bed just to be disappointed? Nothing's worse than wasting a sexy outfit and a face beat for the gods to come up short of a climactic night. I stand outside of one of the local bars in downtown DC in my favorite body-hugging metallic silver jumpsuit. I know I'm looking like an Instagram model with my natural hair silk pressed and flowing in a sexy curtain midway down my back, my makeup giving off immaculate natural glam vibes and a generous amount of cleavage on display. Before I lost faith in the dating app, I received a message from Mr. Amari Hall. He's six years older than me, an investment banker, and is quite charming. Also, it doesn't hurt that he's tall, dark, and handsome, giving off Idris Alba vibes. Tonight will be our first date, and 
My breath is stolen from my body as I watch this fine specimen of a man approach me. He's wearing a red sweater, dark jeans, and a leather jacket, and his saunter exudes confidence without the air of arrogance. He has flawless espresso brown skin and adorable dimples when he smiles. Amari introduces himself to me and embraces me in a hug that smells like spicy notes of cinnamon and frankincense. His masculine scent warms my body and sends lust coursing through me in waves. Amari takes my hand, leading me into the local bar. Amari and I sit in a booth in the back of the bar, providing us with privacy to get to know one another. So, what made you get on a dating app to meet men? Amari asks, taking a sip of his bourbon. I shrug my shoulders while giving his question some thought. I want to say, because I realized that I've been shopping for men in garbage cans, so this was my last-ditch effort to catch a wider net for potential love interests. But, I settle on answering with a half-truth. I didn't want to limit myself to just Howard's campus especially since I wanted to broaden my scope of eligible men since I'm in my last semester of college. Amari nods his head when understanding and strokes my hand. His gentle caress makes heat pull between my thighs and my clitoris throb with sexual wine. I definitely remember being a player during my college years, so I understand being over the college boy scene and wanting to experience real establishment grown men, men that know how to whine and dine you and satisfy you in bed. Am I right? Amari questions, his tongue licking his bottom lip, causing me to take a deep breath. This man made me cream my panties just by talking a good game with his deep, sensuous voice. I discreetly pull my hand away and take a sip of my champagne to gain control of myself. Yes, exactly. I want to date someone who can show me new experiences in and out the bedroom, I say confidently as I gaze in Amari's beautiful amber eyes. Throughout this week, I've realized it's better to be bold and straightforward in my wants romantically and sexually. My whole face makes me more confident and happy in setting my expectations for the men I date. More so than listening to society and the male perspective of how a woman should behave to secure the perfect man. Then, we're on the same page and I can definitely meet her expectations in and out the bedroom. Amari brags, making me giddy with excitement of the sexy adventures that he has in store for the night. Do you want to take this conversation back to my place? He questions, quirking an eyebrow. Absolutely, I exclaim, giving him a coy smile and draining the last of my champagne. Amari settles our bill quickly and whisks me out of the local bar and into his Mercedes Benz. As we ride to his home in silence, I just know that tonight will not be disappointing and a definite treat. That this night is possibly the start of something amazing with Amari. And I, Naya Turner, was severely in need of meeting a great man and having mind-blowing sex with him to prove that male species isn't a complete waste of energy. <laughs> I wake up in heaven, my body flustering with desire. 
As I feel Amari's head between my thighs, Amari's tongue is swirling around my clitoris as his fingers caress my G-spot, causing me to thrash my head from side to side in sexual pleasure. After all the sex from last night, my body is hypersensitive, and the pleasure is overtaking my body more quickly than normal. Amari makes my toes curl as he works me over with both his tongue and fingers, making me lose my mind. This is one of the best good mornings I've ever experienced in my life. My body is so tight and on the brink of orgasm <sighs> as his tongue swirls around my cleft and he applies gentle pressure on my clitoris. I let out a loud scream of sexual bliss as my body shatters into a million pieces. Amari applies feather-like kisses up my body as he journeys to my mouth. He gently sucks my bottom lip into his mouth, and I taste the remnants of my orgasm on his lips. Amari lifts one of my legs onto his shoulder while he runs his tongue around the shell of my ear, making me shiver with delight. I am so aroused that my pussy is dripping wet, needing Amari's big, erect dick to feel the sexual want between my thighs. I scratch my nails down his back as I try to force the muscular globes of his ass closer to me so that I can feel him deep inside my pussy. His mouth swirls around my nipple as he encases it between his lips, making me moan with pleasure from the wet, hot sensation. I'm so lost in the pleasure of his mouth on my hard and erect nipples, and I'm pleasantly surprised when he thrusts his dick into me hard. Amari kisses my neck as he allows me to become accustomed to his thick, girth once again. I impatiently thrust my hips to meet his, wanting him to fucking move and make me feel amazing. He pulls out and slams back into me, setting a deliciously punishing pace to our fucking. Amari is so damn good in bed. He makes my legs shake as he hits my G-spot each and every time as he penetrates me deeply. I thrust to meet his hips and keggle his dick so he can feel the hot, tight squeeze of my hot, wet pussy. His movements become more quick and erratic as he fucks me stupid and hard into oblivion. I feel my body heat up. And the pressure builds as I scream his name, and my pussy convulses around him. His sweaty body collapses on top of me after he lets out a ragged growl as he comes. We lay in silence in the aftermath of our fucking, trying to calm down from all the hot sex we've had last night and this morning. I feel sore and numb in all the best places. Hell, I ache in places between my thighs I never even knew existed. Amari rolls off me, pulling me into his warm, muscular chest that's slick with sweat. We lay quietly in his bed, basking in the aftermath of great sex. I close my eyes to slow my breathing, 
and I hear a lock click and a loud door slam. I rise, clutching the sheet to my body. Amari gently snores beside me as I hear movement coming from just outside the bedroom door. I slap Amari's chest frantically, and one of his amber eyes finally opens. I whisper loudly, listen, I hear someone. Were you expecting anyone? Amari sits up frantically, and he listens to the footsteps on the other side of the door and loudly whispers various explicitives. He throws on a pair of boxers, and I watch his frantic actions in confusion. Amari places his back against the door and says, Fuck, it's my wife. She's home early from her business trip. Quick, get in the closet or under the bed. My mind spins, my mouth goes dry, and I'm stunned by his words. Oh shit, I fucked a married man. This was definitely a sign my whole face needed to be cut short. A loud banging comes from the door as Amari holds it closed with the weight of his body. His amber eyes darken with panic and he mouths at me to move my ass to the closet as the banging on the door gets louder and death threats are made. What the fuck? You're married? Oh hell nah. I whisper loudly at him as I run frantically around the room. I curse myself and I conclude that I have no clothing in his bedroom. I close my eyes and slap my forehead, remembering that they're all in his living room and entryway. Since our sex started, time the front door to his condo closed. Well, fuck. I don't know why he wants me to hide. My clothes litter around their home was a definite sign he was a cheating piece of flaming shit. You better hurry up and make a move, baby girl. My last side piece she put in the hospital, Amari yells in my direction. And no one's side piece. And what do you mean, hospital? I scream back as the door is ripped off the hinges and Amari lets out a loud grunt of pain. I am butt as naked and scared as I come face to face with a Latina beauty. Aw, oh, fuck. His wife's eyes are dark with hate as her eyes dart between my naked body and Amari's. Bitch. I'm going to give you five seconds to run before you have the pleasure of meeting my Saturday night special. One, two, the Latina firecracker squawks at me. Run, Amari hollers as I cover my body in the sheet from their bed, open the bedroom window, and jump out. Thank God Amari's condo is on the first floor of his building. I hear glass shattering, yells, and objects flying as I run down the sidewalk in the middle of the morning, fleeing the chaos occurring in Amari fucking Hall's home. All men ain't shit, I think to myself as I try to figure out how to get home in nothing but a damn bed sheet. A week later, I sit across from Andre at a local club telling him the horrors of my short-lived hoe phase. Andre's high yellow ass turns red as he snickers hysterically at my dating app trauma. He laughs, I told you to stop taking advice from your crazy ass roomie. I snatch his shot of tequila away from him and kick it back in the act of vengeance against him. As much as I love Tia. Andre did have a point. That girl is the last person anyone should seek for advice. While her heart is pure, she does not make the best decisions. 
I guess in my heartbroken, drunken stupor, I let her egg me on into making crazy decisions that didn't fit my personality. Now, after the events at Mari's house, I'll be watching my back every time I walk around downtown DC. She threatened me with a gun. I had to run out of the house practically naked. How is that funny? I pout jokingly at Andre, whose searing eyes light up with more laughter. He blinks his eyelashes multiple times, trying to prevent the tears from falling, since he's in a fit of laughter. I signal the waiter for another cocktail and tap my fingers on the table as I wait for Andre to come down. I'm just sad. Valentine's Day is two days away, and I'll be lonely and pathetic, I say quietly, picking at invisible crumbs on the table. Andre grabs my hand, stroking it to comfort me. I look up into his gorgeous face as he bites on his full pink bottom lip. I never actually thought about it until this moment, but Andre is really attractive. He's a biracial that came to hire to connect with his black roots since he grew up with only his white mother. He's not my preference, so I never gave him a second glance since I love deep chocolate mint. But sitting here in this booth alone with him stroking my hand, I soak in Andre's beautiful features. He has big, beautiful, sea green eyes with long curly lashes that fringe his eyes. A fantastic contrast against his warm honey skin tone. It's absolutely adorable how he has a low fade on the side but a mop of unruly curls that flop across his forehead. I lick out my tongue to wet my lips that feel instantly dry. Do you want to dance? I ask Andre before I melt into a pool of sexual desire now that my body has begun to register his sexual attractiveness. Andre gives me a huge grin and drags me onto the dance floor where we lose ourselves into a good time. As I bump and grind against his tall muscular frame, I feel sparks fly. My body becomes flushed with arousal as I feel my core become so hot, so wet, and so hungry for Andre. Andre pulls me closer to him as my back sways against his front to a Trey Song slow jam. I lift my eyes to him and I see a sparkle of love and respect in his gaze as he peers down at me. I tilt my head back and his lips come crashing down on mine in a lust-filled, sexually charged kiss. We make out for what feels like hours until Andre pulls me off the dance floor and into a dark hallway. Andre pushes me up against the wall and his mouth captures my lips hard and our tongues tango. He kisses me until my lips are swollen and we both need to take in some much needed air. His lips travel down to my neck that he licks, sucks, and kisses until he elicits a moan of ecstasy from my lips. Andre unties the halter top of my dress and lets out a low whistle when he realizes I'm braless underneath. He fondles my breasts, bringing them together, worshipping and devouring my nipples as I bury my moans of pleasure into his chest. Fuck me, Andre, please, I need your dick now, I growl out in between my harsh pants. Andre kisses my mouth harshly while he rubs my engorged and swollen clitoris through my lace panties. I let out a slow hiss of sexual need, waiting for him to end his sensual torture of my body by sliding his dick inside of me. Slowly, he pulls my panties to the side and slides his fingers around my slick pussy folds, enjoying the cries of my desire. 
Andre swirls, pinches, and rubs the signs of my arousal around my clitoris, then down my hot, wet core. He tests my readiness for his dick by stroking two fingers into me. Damn, Naya, you're so fucking wet for me, baby girl. I've always wondered how your sweet pussy felt or tasted. I've had thoughts of you calling me daddy and couldn't stand to see you with other dudes, Andre whispers against my ear as his teeth gently bite down on my earlobe, making me whimper. Andre unbuckles his jeans, hoists me onto his tall, muscular frame, and penetrates me hard and fast. My eyes close and I can't even feel the pain as my head smacks against the wall of the dark hallway. I ride Andre's thick, erect dick into an earth-shattering orgasm <sighs> as he pounds my pussy until he shatters into sexual bliss. He lowers me down off his hips as we both breathe harshly after the spontaneous fuck. Andre leans down towards me, holding himself up with a palm against the wall, his semi-erect dick still buried into my swollen pussy. He leans down and kisses my lips softly and teases. How's that for a sexual awakening? You didn't have to go far to get it. You just had to open your eyes, baby girl. I look into his eyes and he kisses my forehead as he pulls out of me, adjusts his clothing and then mine. We stand there as minutes pass like hours lost in each other's eyes. It's Valentine's Day and I've decided not just to wait around for men to choose me but to go after whatever and whoever I want. Through my whole phase, I did awaken sexually. I have given a one finger salute to black misogyny and our patriarchal societal suppression of the female sexual prowess. I spend hours on my appearance making sure that I look sexy because I will surprise Andre this Valentine's Day. After having hot sex with him at the club, I feel like he's the one for me. And I just need to let go of my ideal black man in my head. I look at myself in the mirror and I feel confident because I love how I look and feel in my own skin. There's something erotic about curling your hair, donning red fuck me stilettos and a red lace teddy under a black trench coat that makes your core get so damp with desire. I grab the chilled wine from my refrigerator and the box of chocolates, feeling excitement over surprising my new dream man with a Valentine's Day treat. I walk the short distance towards Andre's apartment unit. Luckily, he only lives three doors down from me in our apartment complex. I take a deep breath to calm my rapid heartbeat as I use the spare key Andre gave me to open his apartment door. I walk towards the living room screaming, Oh, Andre, I have a surprise for you. But, oh boy. I am the one in for a surprise. Andre's naked, muscular body is arched over his roommates with his dick balls deep in his booty hole on the couch. The wine bottle shatters as it slips from my hand, hitting the floor as I gasp in surprise. Startling both men, they jump at seeing me and pull apart from one another. I stand there stunned and in complete shock. Then my feelings morph into heartbreak and disappointment. 
My heart breaks knowing that Andre has been hiding his true self. I feel disappointed that Andre, my best friend in the entire world, didn't feel like he could confide in me about his sexuality. Shit, baby girl, fuck, it's, it's not what you think, Andre mutters, trying to pull on his gray sweatpants. I, I, I'm sorry for intruding on you. I, I won't tell anyone, please. Just talk to me when you're ready. God, I feel like a fool. I, I, I read our situation wrong, Dre. I stammer, turning on my heels and fleeing his apartment as fast as possible, ignoring him screaming my name. I make it back to my apartment in complete shock that he wouldn't come out to me as gay or bisexual. I feel like a dumbass for reading into our sex as running just a hookup. There's a loud knock on my door and I ignore it, trying to gain my composure and mask my emotions not to scare Andre away. The knock is louder and I turn around with a fake smile on my face opening the door. This Valentine's Day keeps getting better and better by the second. What do you want, Jacoby fucking white, I say, not hiding my annoyance and wanting to slam the front door in his face. He looks at me nervously and rubs the back of his neck, unsure of himself. I get a kick of enjoyment out of witnessing one of the most arrogant men ever to walk this earth falter in self-confidence. I want to give you a gift and apologize, Jacoby whispers, holding out a tiny hot pink box to me. Before I can grab it, Andre runs up to my door, shoving Jacoby out of the way, looking at me with sea green eyes turning a moss green filled with remorse and regret. What the fuck is he doing here? Andre and Jacoby question in unison. I rub my temples, feeling a migraine coming on, and I slam the door in their faces. I listen to them bicker, shove one another, and continuously knock on my door as I head to my bedroom. Maybe I need to date myself instead of men. Maybe I should not think about finding the perfect man and go on a journey of self-love and self-discovery. I lay on my bed and close my eyes, waiting for both men to get the hint and leave my fucking door. Happy fucking Valentine's Day to me. Welcome back, teasers. Um, I don't know what y'all need to do after hearing that. You need to stand up and stretch, take a pause, go take a little shower. You know, I don't know what you need to do because it, it got a little hot and heavy. Um, but welcome back um, from that amazing story, Sex Goddess Unleashed. And I'm just going to go ahead and give another round of applause to the creator, the writer and narrator who is with us today, Miss Lala Loves. Um, that was amazing. Um, Thank you. So... Before we get into unpacking the story, I want to know, like, what was your inspiration behind um, that story? Also, the rest of your stories um, and how you got into erotic storytelling. Yeah, so I've always wanted to write an erotica, um, but I wasn't sure if anyone would like like it or like if I was even a good writer. So I decided to start a podcast, especially because I didn't see a lot of actual erotic storytelling podcasts out there that I personally liked a lot that told diverse stories that had 
more voices in it for more marginalized communities. And so I wanted to fill that space for people. And then I've been reading erotica since I was like in the eighth grade. So like my mom was a sex positive parent, yes, which is crazy. because Yes, even though she's like one of those very spiritual black moms, she worked in um, social work. So she made it very important that we understood our sexuality and felt confident in it so I would read erotica romance novels and stuff like that and that actually helped normalize sex for me and I wanted to share that with people because I feel like you know it grows your confidence it can normalize sex and as a person who's actually who's unfortunately experienced sexual trauma, reading erotica and erotic romance normalized sex for me in a way that it made me see that there was a sense that not all sex is violent or damaging and there is a happily ever after. And it was a way for me to heal through those stories as well. That's that's beautiful. Um, that's so, so beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, I think that uh, that's just so timely. Um, and then also what you shared about your mom being a sex positive parent and allowing you to um, explore erotic literature, considering that, what could you tell um, parenting people who are listening to this podcast about allowing their young people to um, explore their sexuality through erotica? So I would say, so I would say more age appropriate. I feel like my mom should have screened a little bit more of what I was reading. (laughs) So I say more age appropriate stuff. So like, I feel like starting off with like books like Forever or Sister of the Traveling Pants where there is Uh more sexual content in it, but it's not as explicit is better. But I think what she really did that was great was she always had an opening door where we could talk to her about anything with no embarrassment, no shame. So if I had questions about anything I was reading or watching on TV or anything, she always opened the door for us to talk about it. And that makes it more comfortable and that makes it good. And that also helps with areas of where, if there's issues with stuff happening where people are unfortunately victims of sexual abuse, where you have that open relationship with a parent where, okay, this was normal. This was something we've talked about as far as sexuality, that you do feel more comfortable talking to your parent when stuff like that happens. Um, So I definitely think that that's a good way to look at it because her motto was, if they're not getting the information from me, they're going to get it from somewhere. So she preferred to be more correct information versus what we would get from like a friend or something like that so yeah absolutely um thank you for for sharing that and um to come later in this season we're definitely going to have some conversations about talking to kids about sex um and exploring sexuality after um experiencing trauma so that's why I said just those comments were so timely. Um, and these are topics that were recommended to us by teasers um, based on their own experiences. So I'm just so grateful for you for um, sharing that with us. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so back into Sex Goddess Unleashed. Um, I can say so much about it, but um, as the uh, author, what key messages would you want the teasers to take away from this story? A big message that I have was just my number one is 
you don't have to let men pick you and sex should not be something that's done to you or you engage in as an expectation like to fulfill something for a male's need for him to find you worthy of being in a relationship it should be something that you truly focus on to feel empowered and experience pleasure and find it enjoyable um and my second thing too is focus on falling in love with yourself first getting to know your dating deal breakers and knowing what you enjoy sexually like the whole story of Anaya Turner you never hear her talk about what she wants in a partner or what she enjoys sexually she's always talking about well this is kind of like what I need to do to be with a man and then at the end you see where she's like you know what I'm gonna you know uh, throw a middle finger up to black misogyny and patriarchal society standards and go after what I want and who I want and you know just not wait for them to come to her and that's a huge thing too and then also choose your partners based on what you want and deserve in a relationship and not based on what people tell you you need to do to get that perfect man or perfect mate because that can be completely different from what you actually want in a partner and that can make or break a relationship if you're just not being your authentic self in a relationship and doing what you think you need to do to keep your man or your woman or your partner quote unquote absolutely absolutely i was just talking about this on twitter um follow uh our twitter account everybody at birds beasties i was just talking about this on twitter like how we talk about keeping a man or you know yes. keeping a partner as if they are some something to be kept like you yes know, it's an animal or you know like we got to keep a man keep keep his um you know, keep keep him aroused, keep him entertained. Like, is this a baby? Like, I don't yes, know. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I I definitely um appreciate that point. And I was like listening in the story too. I'm like, when is Naya gonna go like masturbate? Like, you know, I'm like, yes, hey, you're going through all these trials and tribulations. Like, you can go ahead and knock that out. And yes. that moment didn't come. So, um, I'm grateful for that. Um, you know that that was like an outstanding point to me as well. I didn't know if it was like, oh, you know, I had my sex educator hat on or whatever the case was, but that was like a point that you made that she um, continued to seek um, sexual pleasure from other people who like disappointed her. And then she didn't even like, you know, get the pleasure that she was looking, uh, looking for. So. Yes. And yeah. that's, yes. And that's why at the end, when I kind of have, I always like to do at the end of my stories where the characters ask themselves kind of like in a internal dialogue where she says, well, maybe I should date myself. Maybe I should focus mm -hmm. on myself. So people can get that. That's the message that I'm kind of trying to bring the audience to that. Mm -hmm. Throughout her breakup and everything going on, she needs to stop and focus on herself, focus on her pleasure, her self-love journey, and all of that before she goes out and seeks that perfect partner for her. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that that was one of the things that stuck out to me, um, that maybe I should date myself piece. And then um, earlier in the story, um, when she was talking about her hoe phase, and it was something that Naya said about um, her whole phase allowing her to take control of her sexuality. Um, and even though we like pointed out the areas where she could have 
done more to do that and to really be um, in the driver's seat of that. I think that that's such an important important point um, that the whole phase does allow you that it's not just about like hoeing and it's not just yes. about, um, you know, fucking and, you know, being wild and being a hot girl or trying to get, uh, you know, doing get back or trying to, you know, yes. make somebody feel some type of way. But um, the whole phase can be empowering and it can be um, explorative as well. Um, And then on the other side of that coin, you're like, okay, well, maybe the, you know, the whole phase allowed me to do X, Y, and Z, but it didn't fulfill me in these other ways. And so um, like striking that balance between the the two. Yes. Exactly. That's definitely. And I think too, what a piece from like, even my personal experiences in the part where he tells her that he didn't think she had, um, she wasn't good at sex and how that was the moment where she felt like it was just like, F you, I'm taking my sexual pleasure and I'm putting it down to show you I am. And in that moment, and I feel like it shouldn't take someone making you feel low or getting to that point to where you think, you know what, I am confident. I can rock their world. Like, I don't have to listen to what other people are saying. Mm-hmm. Like, the best, like, when people say, oh, you know, I have good pussy, quote unquote. Well, to have that is just to have confidence sexually. Like, <laughs> when people talk okay. about what that is, and that's what the message is, too, that I'm trying to get to when she walks out and she's like, I know I have good, you know, pussy. It's because she's finding that sexual confidence in that moment. hmm hmm. Yes. And um, sexual confidence is so important. And there is an episode of Birds, Bees and Tees about sexual confidence in season two. Make sure you all yes. go back and check that one out. Um, but yeah, I love I love what you just said about that, because we have so many ideas of like about what good sex is or what good pussy is or what good dick is based off of like popular culture like what they tell us it is like if it's this size if it's this wet if it it does this if it smells like this if it tastes like this and there is no like textbook or one way for you to have like good sex um you know so and it's really about that the confidence that you carry um and you know the what you bring to what you bring of yourself to share with a partner or partners so Yes, absolutely. Love that. Love that. Um, So before we close out, is there anything else that you would like to tell us about Sex Goddess Unleashed or any of your other stories um, on your podcast? Um, So yes, all my stories, I hope and my goal is to make them as diverse as possible and make them relatable and real world experience and have a message behind it that is female friendly and empowering. Um, I feel like a lot of times women aren't empowered to take control of their pleasure and own their sexuality. So I hope you walk away from listening to any of my stories feeling like you have tidbits to put in your toolbox to help you on your journey of, you know, creating your sexual identity or sexual self. Awesome. Yes. The toolbox. You got to reach in there and pull out yes. some different things for different things for different things. Yes. Yes. Love it. Love it so much. Um, so how can the listeners connect with Lala's bedtime tales and continue to learn from you and your um, original characters? 
So you can follow me on Instagram at Lala's Bedtime Tales. I drop teasers and information for my erotic stories going up. And then I also have relationship advice, sex tips, and sexual health and education. And then also please listen, subscribe, and like my podcast, Lala's Bedtime Tales Erotic Stories. And check out my website for all things needed for your sexual awakening journey at www.lalasbedtimetales.com. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much, Lala Loves, for joining us for this amazing episode. And um, I cannot wait for everybody to hear this. And I can't wait to hear you all's feedback. Definitely, please, um, you know, leave some um, comments and reviews on the episode. And then you all can also um, drop the comments under the Instagram post that I post, um, or you can share them um, directly with Lala at Lala's Bedtime Tales on Instagram. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, teasers. And thank you again, Miss Lala. And enjoy the rest of your night. Hey teasers, thank you so much for tuning into that episode of your favorite sexuality education and storytelling podcast, Birds, Bees, and Teas. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Anchor, make sure that you follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast so that you can become an official teaser. You know what else makes you an official teaser? following us on all of our social media platforms at Birds, Bees, Tees, at Birds, Bees, Tees on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. As always, we appreciate you sharing this podcast with your friends, your families, and continuing the conversations that we start here. And if you ever feel inclined to donate to the podcast, hit us up on Cash App at dollar sign Birds, Bees, Tees. Thank you, teasers.